Yo, Randall's fucking good, though. My boy, he's the king. Uh, right, this so is New Jersey. Rock, Randall's yeah. Jersey. <laughs> See, Donald again, screwing up the intro. <laughs> All right, welcome everybody. I can call up this podcast. I'm Bobby. I am here with Rob, Evan, and Donald. Before we get started, we want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can find a unique experience in fantasy sports. Check out docoutisbaseball.org and learn about the founder of baseball. And as always, listen to us daily on radioplaylive.com, Monday through Friday. So uh, it was an interesting interview with Aaron Judge the other day that I wanted to bring up real quick because he kind of solidified what we've been screaming about all spring, that it is training. The shit don't count. You know, they're making a big deal that he has not hit a home run. But, you know, he said, he goes, well, that's one of my strengths. I'm working on things that are not my strength. Bingo. Thank you, Aaron Judge. We literally all said that not a week ago, yep. that they're working on things that are not their strengths, which is why we got all excited over the fact that Gary Sanchez has drawn, what, two or three walks, and one of them was on two pitches that he always swings at. You want to see the adjustments. Not If Aaron Judge hit 10 home runs right now but did everything else poorly – I would not be impressed. No, so I don't really care what he does. Old, same old. Also in the same interview, he said spring training's long. He says this last week is the hardest part because yeah. you want to get to the regular season. You know, well, he actually said that. So it's, it was very much what we said ourselves. You know, you know, they're trying exactly, to keep up the intensity. But the, in the last play. week of the – They want to get competitors. They want to compete. Right, that's it, and it's, it's a long. That's why they're in, that's why they're in this game. They want to. Well, why, why is it six weeks long? Why do we have pitchers and catchers come for two weeks, and then we have literally four weeks of spring training? It makes no sense. And this Judge just explained why it made no sense, and they're not even going to listen to their superstars. What was it around Valentine's Day that pitchers and catchers reported, and they're still freaking playing? Just get the season going. Some people aren't even signed yet. The off season is technically not even over. Yeah. yeah, it's something wow. we've been saying this whole offseason. Spring training is too long. The whole offseason in general is too long. And now we're seeing even the players are starting to say it. We're seeing people complain about Kluber's velocity yesterday. But, like, is he really going to give it his all in a spring training game when you know he's just ready for the season? Tyon's velocity isn't where it needs to be because it's spring training. No, If anyone's giving it 100% in spring and gets hurt, they're going to say, why were you doing that, right? Yeah. Why are you giving it We're your all? Spring it. Spring it. Yeah. And it will go happen to Justin Wilson. Apparently we yeah. don't know the significance of his injury yet. So I'm not saying he was ramping it up too much, but he also got kind of a late start in the spring. So maybe he was. And so you you see that around the league players don't want to be in spring training forever. The only players that need spring training to keep going are the ones that are either fighting for a play, uh, a roster spot or know they're going to be in the minors, which are delayed. So they want to get as much playing time in as possible. That's it. Spring train is not going to be as long as it is. Yeah, no, I'm already done with this. Already... Go ahead, Donald. Sorry. <laughs> Go, Donald. No, I was just saying, I'm already done with this last week. This last week is just is dragging this whole thing. I mean, you don't even see the games, for God's sake. Yeah, you know, you see like one a week if you're lucky. I mean, and everyone's making such a big deal out of everything. That's what my biggest concern is. I mean, there's people complaining about 
uh, Wilson giving up a couple of home runs or whatever. People complaining about velocity. People are complaining about Sanchez. Everyone was all over Sanchez. Like, oh, Sanchez is going to win the MVP for the first week of spring training because he was hitting a home run. Now that he's going a little bit cold, everyone's like, ah. And here we go, and there's hate groups or whatever. And I'm tired of it all. Just stop it. Just stop it. It's no, training. We, we... I don't care if somebody goes over 30 because they're working on something. That's what Aaron Jibson has said. No, and look, we've already seen pitchers get hurt trying to bat. It was a guy in the National League. I forget his name, but he got hurt trying to bat. <laughs> it's like, why is the DH not implemented right now, but we got all this other dumb shit? This is what we've been talking about all offseason, you know, how dumb the rule changes are. Spring training is too long. All these things that they're not going to fix because Manfred doesn't care. And, you know, it feels like we're just – beating a dead horse at this point because until something does change, we're just going to keep complaining about it. And we can't trust this dullard of a commissioner that we have to do anything to fix the game. Just put Evan as the commissioner and let's be done with it. And it's not just Manfred. I mean, the fan base, I don't know why they're getting so hyped up about training. I don't understand it. Like people just need to because, chill. Because it's a long season. It's a marathon season. It goes on. Forever, right through the summer, right through right. to the end of September, end of October. I mean, well, even if some, even if players struggle, out, you know, coming out of the gate, again, you know, it's but a you long to, you know, there was also it was only a two-month season last year. <clears throat> then you had a, a long off season, what seemed like a forever, and now you have also an eternity of spring training. The players are like, can we, you know, they just want to get things going. You've had no winter ball. They, You've they, had they, no they, minor league system. It's, yeah. it's, you know, they're expecting them to just jump in and be ready for a 162-game season, yet they're adding more shit to make that more difficult. It doesn't make sense. You need to condense it a little bit because they haven't gone through the same routine that they went over uh, in previous seasons. You know, we have not had a normal team baseball for almost two years now. Yeah. And also, can I just say, like, the New York Post's coverage of the Yankees – so far in spring has been nothing short of abysmal. It's been slightly embarrassing because, you know, it started off with Stanton struggling. Stanton's really struggling. Have you seen Stanton's numbers now? Stanton's our best hitter. Yeah. That, article written, that article is written. And I don't, I don't see any articles that. about how wonderful Stanton is. So it's just, it's the narrative I'm annoyed with, really. Yeah, and then uh, after that one day from Gary, it was all brand new Sanchez. Yeah. And now it's, you know, same old, same old, you know. Yeah. No, but explain to me how they can write an article about Stanton when he had two at bats and now suddenly yeah. he's the greatest. It's fucking embarrassing to them. You're you're a professional journalist and you're gonna write that gobbledygook. What the fuck's wrong with you? Gobbledygook. Like I died <laughs> to have a job like that, and yet this asshole's not taking it seriously and is gonna write a piece of shit article that makes no sense that diehard fans and even casual fans are gonna read and go, yeah, that's not correct. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've come to expect nothing less from the New York Post. They've been so terrible in recent memory, but even going back to before that, but this offseason and in spring training, they've been terrible. And not just baseball, they've been doing the same thing in football. To bring it there real quick, you know, they, they talk about uh, comparing the Giants who have had a great offseason to what they did in 2016. Donald, you're a Giants fan, you would know it's not the same thing. So I expect nothing less from the New York Post. Well, they could hire me. I'd, I'd do it for 200 bucks a week, and I would put more effort in than any of those knuckleheads. <laughs> probably. Probably right. It's, it's, it's sad what the media has become because they're doing everything for clicks now. 
you know, it's, it's sensationalist. It's yeah, it's sensationalist. Yep. It's about clicks. Um, I mean, the, the Post have hired Ian O'Connor, though, who's a pretty good writer. You know, he did a really good uh, book on Derek Jeter, so I'm hoping that maybe the standards might improve. Um, but so far, their spring coverage has just been sensationalist rubbish. Um, and I honestly think that puts more fans into a state of unrest or stress when it's nothing's happened. Why are people upset about people giving up runs in spring training or not or striking? No, out? It, the thing with Kluber is he didn't even give up an earned run yesterday, and people are trying to turn that into a bad start. If he did that in the regular season, let's say you take those spring numbers and equate it to what it would be in a regular season start. Yeah. If he gave you six innings, walked like four or five, struck out maybe five or six, gave up no earned runs, you're taking that every single time. You know, Maybe not the five walks, but if he's giving up no earned runs in a game, that means you're probably winning that game with our offense. Are right. people going to complain about that in the regular season? No. Right, and if you did give up those five walks, you got to consider that a success because the other team didn't score. So, you know, it's like that shows a lot to me. Um, I'm not worried about Kluber. I, I think people need to understand what they're trying to do right now. And would you rather see prime Kluber right now and only have him for two months or see him start off slow and have him going into the playoffs? We don't need him now. We need him he in the playoffs. Started off badly. I think that he's going to have it's, yeah, it's taking forever, and I think that's what it's going to be with Kluber. We're going to probably see him have some good starts, some bad starts in the first couple of months, and that's okay. But if he's you know, sitting around maybe three and a half, even closer to four ERA, are we going to really complain he's on a one-year deal? He's coming off of two straight years of injuries. If he's pitching, that's all that matters. We know that our offense can score. And if he's got an ERA like in the high threes, which is highly possible, but if best-case scenario, he's a – maybe sub three, right around the number, like 3.0 ERA. We're not going to expect him to be 2018 Kluber. It'd be great, but we can't put that expectation on him right. because he's coming off those injuries. But even if, he has a, even if he has a slightly above four ERA, you can't bash him because we praised Herman for doing the same thing based on the fact that he got 18 wins. Okay, right. if Kluber doesn't get 18 wins but has seven run support and, and gets enough wins that we're, you know, progressing forward, then I don't really care about his ERA. Right. So it's well, just so quality. Yeah. Sorry. Can I just say quality start? Yeah. You know, you can go six innings and give up three, possibly four runs and people don't really complain. But I mean, it's not that's not outstanding, but it's still a quality start. So um, we also have to manage our expectations with them. He's never going to be the Cy Young Kluber this year. I don't. If, if anyone thinks that, they're out of their mind. If, no, he, get, if he comes up, if he pitches team. solid and he he eats innings and he, he he hands over a lead to the bullpen, that's all we're asking him to do. Anything more than that is a huge bonus, and he could still do that. He could still exceed our expectations. But right. the bar is give him a lead to hand to the bullpen. If we're doing that, the problem he's done his job. too is that I think people over exaggerate the importance of the number spot in the rotation. If you have him listed as the number two and he does anything poorly, people lose their mind because oh, he has to be a number two. He has to be a number two. Does he really? He just needs to be a contributing factor in a rotation. I think it's Garrett Cole and then pretty much everyone else. Yeah, we got to understand we gotta, that. Rotation number means very little. 
Right. We got to yeah. lose that whole idea that the number two has to be basically one B to the ace. No, if you, if you have that ace, it would help, you know, if, if teams have those two elite stars at the top, but if you have that one ace, that's what Garrett Cole is. We just need the rest of those four or potentially five other starters to just hold their own, be good. We're not asking anybody else to replicate Garrett Cole's numbers because nobody on our staff is on the same level as Garrett Cole. And that's fine because we've all agreed on this all spring that our rotation is good enough when healthy to get us to where we want to go. And that's all we need them to be. Just get us there and we'll see what happens. And we don't want to pigeonhole our guys into one particular slot because Herman is better than anybody else's fifth starter. You know, he's a, he's a terrific pitcher. Um, Devi, who might not even have a, a spot, should be walking in on most team rotations. Okay. Um, and Tyon, who I actually believe is probably our second best pitcher, he's got the highest upside um, of the others. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's going to be terrific. I think he's going to be better than Kluber. Um, and that's not a rip on Kluber. I think Kluber's going to be perfectly solid and be really, really good this year. But I think Tyon actually has a higher upside. Um, so we, we don't need to pigeonhole them in the slots. Oh, he has to be our 1B. As you say, um, as long as they do their job, that's all we're asking them to do. Right, but also a look around the league, and then I'll let Tats talk. But if you look around the league, the top five teams, they don't stop at the fifth starter. They can go as deep as eight to nine. The Dodgers can do it. We can do it. Tampa Bay does it. You know, you can name multiple um, nationals do it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm agreeing. Dodgers have a ton of starters. Uh, the start, the the pitching is not the issue. You know the the caliber, the uh, you know the caliber of the players that we have for the rotation and for the bullpen are, are solid. It's and we you know Kluber, you know just to get you know put my 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 sense in there. We just need him to stay healthy, just get the bullpen the lead, or at least you know. Give the ball, give the hand it over to the bullpen with the Yankees still in the game. That's all we need the starters to do. Yeah. The offense is going to be there because we have the caliber bats to to match up with the quality of the start with the pitching. It's a we actually this is a well balanced team when you really look at who we have on the roster. It's just right. a matter of staying healthy and making sure that. We don't have too many people in a slump at one time. That's when you go into that's when you go into a tailspin. If you have three at bat, you know three batters that are in a, a very big drought of a slump, don't have all three of them in the lineup in one game. You know that's when you give those off days, not just because it's the second game of the year and they need a break. To jump off that, if you look at it, the other team's perspective, they'll be worried because like. There's no easy breaks in our rotation. They're not going to be like, oh, we're getting a, we're getting, a, you know, we might have an easier time uh, getting through this game because all our pitchers are quality, you know. So, and also, if we're in a losing streak of one or two games, you you're in a pretty good spot because you know that the next guy has every capability of of, of pitching well for us. And so, I don't think we're going to go in any sustained slumps. I don't think we're going to go in any sustained yeah. pitching slumps. I think uh, all our guys are capable of, of handing over uh, assaultly to the bullpen. Look at today's lineup, right? You have LeMahieu batting off, Judge batting second. You have Hicks, Stanton, Torres, Bruce, Urshela, Sanchez, Gardner. 
Where's the weakness in that lineup? People None. are going to say Gardner, but I disagree. I think I Gardner is not a weakness. A very good option. Um, for me, what, what, a good makes our, what makes our team really special is that not only do we have an elite bullpen that's going to be really good seven, eight, nine innings, we also have hitters who get better towards the end of the game. I mean, what, what was the stat last year? We scored like a majority of our runs in the eighth inning or later. We had a lot of come from behind wins back then. We had a bunch of uh, extra inning wins. Like we're good towards the end of the game. So that just shows how incredibly deep we are. And Kluber even said it himself, going through the Yankee order two or three times gets exhausting. So by the time you've gone through it three times, you're taking that starter out. And now the bullpen has to deal with the fact that, that we are that incredibly deep and it's much harder. Now, Aaron Boone was saying that he wants to go with a four-man bench. What do you think that means for our bench, guys? What do you think? Well, I think Bruce has to make it at this point. He's in the lineup today. He's got to be a lock because he has that opt-out coming up soon. I would think Dietrich has done enough these last couple of games that he's played to give him the nod over Tyler Wade. Although, because he has that later opt-out, they could go with Wade now and then bring up Dietrich whenever or sometime before that opt-out. Yeah. Um, we know who the backup catcher is going to be is Higashioka. He's going to be there and Gardner is going to be that fourth guy. So Talkman's probably an odd man out here. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I, I don't think he Talkman has an has option. Talkman has options. He does. Okay. Yeah, so I mentioned that on the, on the radio the other day. Okay. No. That's why he would be the guy that would be. That would be my bench, though, is Higgy, Gardner, Bruce, and uh, Dietrich. I did notice they were less than firm on Tyler Wade. Like, uh, I wonder whether it might be up for him because, uh, they're you know, they're using other guys' backup shortstop options, um, such as Gio. Um, and that's basically what Wade's job would have been. So if they're already kind of experimenting different ways, such as Geo going using the backup shortstop, the the need for Wade is lessened. So I, I think they're, I, I think you're going to move on from Wade. Yeah, I think with Wade in the, I think Wade's going to start on, in the majors. I think Dietrich until they figure out what they want to do with him because he has a, a, a longer deadline. I think he'll and if if uh, Wade can't get it together in the first, you know then they'll make a decision at that point what they want to do. And so you actually think that Wade's going to make the roster uh, tops? Off the bat, I do. But I don't think it's going to last. I think they're going to leave him up there until they figure out what to do with Dietrich. Mm. way I see it, Wade's a perfect September call-up guy, even though yeah. it's only like max – I think it's like two extra players this year. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But he's the perfect September call-up guy because in those final months you want a speed guy off the bench. And that's really what he gives you, and he can play solid defense. You're not using yeah, – He's already player. having base running gaps. I mean, yeah. Right, but if, in this case, if you put him at second base, if you hit one into the gap, you're not going to worry about him getting thrown out because you know he can run. At that point, it's all you need him to do is run. We're not asking him to steal bases. That's his real hiccup, apparently, is, is trying to steal. Um, but if he's in there as a, as a speed guy – but there's also Greg Allen who runs very well, so – it's not limited to just Tyler Wade as a speed option yeah. in September. Wade yeah, I thought it was, yeah. right now. We're not even this team that uses speed correctly, and you're going to yeah. bring in a guy who can only 
add depth to the infield when you have Diedrich who can add depth to both when yeah. you know a majority of our outfield is what deals with injury issues not our infield yeah. our infield is usually fine so you know the fact that Gio says he's comfortable playing short I, I don't care let him play short if we have to it's the amount of times he's going to need to play short is probably five to ten games you really guys think he can't handle five to ten games better than fucking Wade can get out of here Wade's garbage he needs to be traded as soon as possible throw him in a package with the Brayu and say goodbye give us like an international slot or some money or like a pack of bubble gum or something i don't care wade sucks i do think the cashman obviously um he's wanted jay bruce for a while so i don't see him giving up on jay bruce especially because jay bruce has done absolutely nothing to deserve not making the roster he's like if i'm correct the, the exception of void Every other infield position is it can be shuffled, and any, yeah. they can play multiple positions in the infield. So Good I think that it's easier. I mean, Voigt could play outfield if you needed him to. He really could. I have I'm no doubt you could put him in left. I'm saying shuffling it within the infield is. What yeah, I'm no, saying. I understood what your point was. I'm just saying, like you know, we have options too to cover first. Like Diedrich and uh, Bruce could play first too, so it's like so can you know, it makes well, more amazing. sense to add them. I think the players who are going to be on this team, you automatically have like uh, Rob said, Brett, Higgy, and Bruce. It's that fourth option that we need to figure out, and I think it's the detriment to the team if it's Wade. He doesn't bring enough. Sorry. Yeah. And as for Dietrich, I, I I don't think Cashman would want to risk losing Dietrich uh, if he didn't if he didn't um, make the roster. Because I, I think he was selected for a reason. And I think he likes his upside um, and his power upside. Um, I, I would disagree with Tats. I don't think Tyler Wade makes the uh, the opening day roster. Because yeah, I, agree, I believe they wouldn't be messing around with Gio or Urshela to, uh, at the shortstop position um, if they didn't plan on moving on from him. You know, they would be pigeonholing Wade into a lot of shortstop opportunities. He's not been getting that. So I think I think they're already setting, the, setting it up that way. That's a good argument. I also think that if Brett Gardner couldn't play center field, then Talkman would likely make the team over him. Yeah. But we know Gardner's defense is not, the, not an issue. No, his defense and his leadership are why you need him here. I also think the fact that adding Bruce and Diedrich, those are two veteran uh, players who work very, very hard. I just, I think having a bench of solid guys like that makes more sense than having young guys who are trying to kind of figure out what their potential is. We don't have time for that. We need to win a world series this year. So everyone shuts the fuck up and then we can worry about the kids next year coming in and replacing bad contracts, aging superstars, stuff yeah. like that. We don't need to do that yet. And most of our you know prospects and young guys are very young. So we can wait on them. This is baseball. You don't see the guy the next year after he gets drafted or, or is known, you see him up to five years after. Evan, which bad contracts would you be referring to? I don't think we have any bad contracts. Um, yeah, we got. Yeah, I guess we don't have any huge, horrible ones. No, we're, no, we're doing no, all right. Really I mean, good. Like, if we traded for something at the deadline, or um, yeah, because even some of the younger guys are not. You know, they're still a couple years away from free agency, so it's really just arbitration talks. Just, yeah, no, we're doing we're doing this, pretty this good. With, this. Should be very. Uh, no, the only, you know what? The pitching staff is expiring because we only have uh, Kluber for a year. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not sure. We have Tyon for two. Yeah, we have Tyon for two. So you got Kluba. His, Tyon's deal is amazing. Let's talk about yeah. that for a second. He's getting like 2.5 million this year. <laughs> right. He's he's a bargain and he's got so much upside, as Donald mentioned earlier. But the big thing about the bench is how many times did we see Mike Ford and Tyler Wade playing last year? Or coming off the bench as a pinch hitter? Wouldn't Crazy. you rather that be uh Jay Bruce pinch hitting in a big spot? Because oh, you know oh he God, can hit. Or Derek Dietrich playing third base while Geo moves to short instead of Tyler Wade over there. They're both lefties which we need lefties, and we're going to see a lot of them because we're going to give guys days off just to avoid those potential injuries. And we've mentioned it so many times before. We'd rather guys play in less games if it means they're healthy in those last few months and into the postseason rather than having them play every day and get hurt and missing two, three months, and then you're forced to have Jay Bruce in the lineup almost every day for three months. We don't, I'm not saying Bruce is bad, but we don't want that. He's a depth piece. He's a bench player. We want Judge there when it matters. We want Stanton there when it matters. And the list goes on. Those guys are perfect for their role. And it's so much better to have Bruce off the bench than Mike Ford. And same with Dietrich over Tyler Wade. The Wade experiment has to end. You're basically adding the potential of about 40 home runs off the bench with Bruce and Dietrich, which is something that unfortunately Ford and Wade is not going to get you. And I know home runs is not the most important thing, but if you lose players due to injuries who hit home runs, you now have an option to slot them in at multiple positions and kind of bridge the gap for them to come back. That's a big deal. And also the Yankee organization recognized that one of our biggest weaknesses was a lack of lefty hidden, right? But there wasn't really a slot and Cashman realized there just wasn't really a slot. We've, you know, he's, you're not going to take out Luke Voigt. He's unbelievable. You know, DJ LeMahieu, key, key to the whole organization. So there wasn't that many options to, just force in a lefty starting. But so what he's done is he's created a lefty bench. If you have Brett Gardner and G. Bruce and um, Dietrich, that's it. So you, now you've got lots of options when, and actually it's kind of like a compromise and it's actually quite smart when you think about it. Yeah, so it's going to be, uh, I'm really, I don't know what, I trust Cashman's going to make the right moves going into the season with the bench players. He's given, you know, this offseason, he killed it. He had a, he had a great offseason. I can't see him shitting the bed now. Uh, I think he's got his plan. I think he's had his plan. You yeah. know, obviously, you know, when it came to Wade, we had a little, you know, we, we, we were looking at it in two different ways. That's fine. You know, we don't always have to think alike. But, you know, unless Wade is literally uh, trash. What? He's trash, Tess. He's, he he's trash. Really he is. I'm saying I, I, it's not going to be permanent, but I can't, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to hold, you know, I don't know why. He should retire and become a because he's trash. The biggest thing with Wade is like he, he never needed to be like a 250, 300 hitter off the bench. He just needed to come off and get a couple of hits here and there, play decent Hard defense and run the bases. He couldn't do Two, uh, he couldn't do two of those three things. If he was a good base runner and a solid defender, we really wouldn't care about his his bat because he just hasn't been able to do two of those three things coming off the bench, which is really what you need a bench player to do. Give us two of those three options. He's fast, but we've mentioned it before. He, he's not the best base runner, no, and that's a big fast. problem. Right. All right. Well, that's going to wrap this episode up. 
That's all on behalf of everybody, yankeechronicles.com. Hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe, stay smart, and go Yankees. Hide away this trash. Yankees.